0: Amen. Hey, let, let's just dive in here. Mark 4, 24, 25 in the amplified. He, he said to them, How you know when Jesus is talking, we ought to be hearing. We're not talking about listening, we need to be hearing, right? And he said, Be careful what you are hearing. Why? Because I'm about ready to speak into your life. Jesus is talking, telling the guys, he says, Listen, when I'm talking, you want to be you want to be receiving. And you want to be embracing this. You know, David, if you read Psalms 119, and it's a long one, but if you read it in the Amplified Bible over and over and over again, it says, I hear, I receive, I love, I obey your word. Over and over and over again. I hear, a lot of people don't hear, they just listen. David said, I hear it. That's why it's a lamp to my feet. Right, that's why it illuminates my path. I hear it. I, I I receive it. A lot of people hear it, but they don't receive it. They, they, it's not for them. They don't think it's about them. Well, you're the only one that God can work on today. Right? You you just need to receive it, love it, love. I mean, love the Word of God. Can I tell you that you'll do some stuff for the for 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 things you love? You will guard and protect. You know when when he said, uh, "Thy word have I hid in my heart." so I won't wander off the trail, so I won't miss the mark. When he said, that word have I hid in my heart, what he's talking about is it's like a treasure. He's not, he's not hiding it someplace so nobody can find it. He's guarding it like it's, like it's the, the most valuable possession of his life. I love your word, and I obey it. I mean, you know, that's a good idea, right? And, and Jesus is telling him, hey, I, want you to, I want you to take the words that I say and guard it, Because listen to this, the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the level of virtue and knowledge that comes back. That virtue, that's power. Remember when Jesus was in the, in in the crowd of people and and the woman cut through the, cut through the crowd and she grabbed the hem of his garment and he stopped in his tracks and he said, who touched me? And they they said, well, lots of people. And he said, no, 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 I felt virtue. I felt power go out of my, hello somebody. Well, God's word isn't working. You're not, you're not giving thought and study to it. You, you give thought and study, and he said, this, this power is going to begin to increase. Knowledge. You'll begin to know some things. You, it's not just getting the word of God, but getting the word from God. How many know there's a radical difference? When when, when you when you've hung on to that long enough that it begins to I mean, now you're hearing the voice behind the word and it begins to speak to you. And now it's not just I think some things, but now I know some things. You know, uh, uh, when, when you're, when you're believing God for your house, for it to be saved, for, 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 household salvation, and, and, and you, you got that, you, you know, maybe you, you just got excited because God has radically changed your life from the inside out and you don't even know exactly how to, how, how to communicate it to everybody, but God's just being so stinking good. And, and you're looking at, at your family members who are being so stinking bad. And, and, you, and you just want them to change. You want them. You want them to hear. It. You want them to receive it. And, and, and you're watching them, and, and it drops in you. You know that. Oh wow! God, God will. God will. God will reach my family. But you, it, and it just seems like it's impossible. And you're looking at them, and, and, and see the enemy's trying. The enemy's trying to separate you from the promise of God. He's trying to get you to lose the word rather than use the word. And so all of a sudden you you remember Acts sixteen thirty one in the message it says that when you put your entire trust in the Master Jesus you'll live the life you are meant to oh and your whole house too so and and you know and you read that a time or two but if you just watch them you're going man I, I just don't see I just don't see this just but no if you study it you meditate it this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night good times bad times fun times hard times just meditate that word, right? Just meditate. Then you're going to see it begin to prosper, right? And, and so you just begin to meditate and pray it, and and and, uh, and you, you just begin to, 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 to hover, you know, over that promise. Put my entire trust in the Master. I'm putting my entire trust. God, I'm just going to trust you. Just going to trust you. You know, when you're trusting God, you're not handling it. You're letting him handle it. I think a lot of us see that's what the enemy's trying to do is he's trying to get us to handle stuff. And when your hands are in it, God can't touch it. God just needs you to trust him and let him do it. You, you just you just stay busy with what he asks you to do. I mean, got your rock in your pocket. You know, man, I'm just I'm just going to focus on what on, on what God's asked me to do for him. I'm just going to ask, you know, I'm just going to ask him, what do you want me to do? I'm going to do that. And I'm going to let him because when I put my entire trust in the master then I live the life I was meant to and my entire house. Uh, and I can, I can add to it. All my children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of my children. And then you look at your kids, and they look like, you know, something straight out of a bad horror movie. And are you going to be moved by that? Are you, you going to lose the word? Or are you going to use the word? No, I'm going to use the word. All my children. God, I thank you that not one, not one of my children, not one, is going to escape without a collision, a, with, with God destiny in their life all my children are going to be taught of the lord great shall be the peace of my and and, and you and, and you hear that in your spirit and you begin to know it it's different than well you know I, well i you know i, I listened to that but no no he said you know when you're given thought and study to the truth you hear that begins to operate at a different level it starts having power that you didn't have before that truth that revelation it 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 multiplies. To him who has, will more be given, right? And and see. And again, the enemy he keeps trying to use distractions to to, to pull you away from that word to get you separated. But, but God's saying, you know, in, in His word here, He's saying, be careful now. Don't lose it. Use it. Be careful. Be careful that you don't get separated from what I said to you. How you know that God has said some things to you? He has, he has dropped some prophetic promises in, into your spirit. And the enemy wanting to separate you from them. And, and, and he's wanting you to look at other stuff and look, look, at the, look at the hesitation or look at the confrontation or look at the opposition. But, but God's saying, listen, uh, d- don't let go of that stuff. Stand here and believe God. Stand here and believe God. Don't try to be God. Try to believe God. Right? I hear God. I trust God. I obey God. But I've got to stop trying to be God. And let him produce the promise. Because we've learned that when we do what he said, he produces what he promised every single time. Look at your neighbor and say, every single time. Look, Jesus keeps teaching, Mark four twenty-six in the NIV. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. This is how it works. A man scatters seed on the ground. Seed is the word of God. He's already taught him that. Seed's the word of God. Night and day, whether we're sleeping or getting up, the seed sprouts and grows. We don't know how. Look at 28. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. A couple points I want to make out of this right here. Is that the seed, the seed that you got, you don't have to worry. I don't know if God's word will work. God's word is incorruptible seed. He said, my word will not return unto me void without accomplishing the very purpose I sent it forth to accomplish. So his, his, his seed's not the issue. Look at what it says here in 28. All by itself, the soil produces grain. So it's not the seed we've got to be concerned with. It's the soil. Right? You can't grow veggies on concrete. So you take the seed. You've got great seed. You just throw it out there on the ground. And this, he said, this is how the kingdom operates. The seed's getting, getting out there. It's on the ground. But it's the soil. And you know, and and if you become hardened, and that's what the enemy, I think, would really love to do, is get you in certain areas hardened through difficulties, hardened through through challenges, harden you up through through uh, uh, you know opposition, so, so that your heart's no longer receiving that seed, so that that seed can't produce in your life, and and. and, and uh, you know why? Well, because because look at that. It says as soon as soon as the grain is ripe, look at twenty nine. He puts the sickle to it because the harvest is coming. It's about the harvest that's coming. See, the the enemy knows that God's seed's going to produce in your life. So if he can get you to use it or lose it and before you use it, he can separate you from the harvest, from the promise, the production of God's promise. And you got a promise from God. I mean, listen to me. If you're born again and you're seeking God and being led by the Spirit, and if He's talking to you at all, He's got a hope and a future for you. There's something out in front of you that God's pulling you towards. And all hell is trying to stop you and prevent you from getting to that place. He wants to, you know, He's reminding you about mistakes. Think about it for a minute. The enemy's reminding you of mistakes you made 27 years ago. I'm telling you, you don't deserve that because, I mean, remember what you did back then. Remember how stupid you were. Remember what an idiot you are. And 27 years ago. I mean, some of us, he doesn't have to go that far. He can just go like yesterday. But he'll go as far as he has to to, to try to get you to not look at what's coming. And because, because we're not real sharp sometimes, the harvest is lost. Because we lose the seed instead of use the seed. Anybody in here ever done anything stupid? Come on. Thank you. I'm starting to feel really weird. I've done some dumb stuff. I remember one time. And, you know, good people, and I want to point this out, really great individuals, amazing people can do stupid stuff. Amazingly stupid stuff. I remember one night uh, it was a it was a weekend. It was kind of like this. Some something was going on, and, and, and uh, there, you know the crowds weren't huge, and and we'd all come and you know uh, Shelby was out of town, I think, and, and, uh, uh, and I had the boys, and they had some friends, and, and it had been snowing. There was a lot of snow on the ground. We'd had church, and and God, uh, you know, taught some amazing message, you know, uh, and it probably on grace or something, you know, and and uh, mercy, something. And uh, uh, we were getting in the car, and I was thinking to myself, you know, because the boys were at the age where they were either starting to drive or they were driving, and I thought, I'm going to teach, them, I'm going to teach them lessons without using words. And uh, I, I mean, the wisdom was just flowing, and uh, I was under the anointing, you know. I was a powerful man, of man, a man. man faith and power. And uh, so we got in the car and, and we took off out of the parking lot here and we went down behind the backside of McDonald's here. And yeah, I roll up to the stop sign and cars were coming. I could have pulled out and made it, but I, but I'm trying to teach them lessons without using words. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going to show them how to just be calm and patient and how to drive in these conditions. And if you know me, this is great discipline because if I get in the car, I didn't get in the car to sit at the stop sign. I got in the car to go. Right. So I'm going to I'm, I'm going to teach my boys how to how to drive, though, in these conditions, how to be smart. And, and so I let the cars go by. And, and, and again, I, I could have went, and, uh, so, you know, but we start. But were, somebody else was coming. And I, and I just I just patiently waited. And and, and uh, behind me, someone had rolled up and and they honked their horn. Don't ever honk at me. It's, it's like the easy button in my life. OK. I didn't even know what happened. I was standing out next to the car. rapping on the window. They bring it down about that far. They had a filet of fish hanging out of their mouth. Were, you, you need something? Are you, are, do you need something? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. And they roll the window back up. i thinking, there you go. Don't ever honk at me. And as I'm walking back to the car, the thought hits me. You're teaching them lessons without using words. I'm thinking, stupid. (laughs) What's really bad is it's not like that's only happened one time. You know, Shelby and I on our honeymoon. Uh, our, our, on our honeymoon, you know, we've been married 29 years this August, and on our honeymoon, um, we're driving down the Oregon coast, and it's all foggy, and we're having, a, and, and you know, and I, I got my bride in the car, you know, and 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 and, and this guy's up my tailpipe for 30, 40 miles, and we roll into one of those towns, you know, uh, uh, Depot Bay or something, and, and and where people are walking across, and and cars stop and let let pedestrians across the road and you get in your heart and see him and I, I roll up to a stop, put her in park, jumped out of the car, and went back and visited with Mr. Push You Down the Road. <laughs> Shelby was praying for a Nolan or something in the in the car. She's like, is, is it too late? You know, uh you know, so it you know, some of those things, you know you know what it is, is that sometimes you get busy and you're focused. But that's when the that's when the enemy kind of comes in and you didn't even notice. And you didn't realize he diverted you. So instead of using the word, you'd lose it. I mean, literally lose it. That's what I was doing. I'd lose it. Uh, it's the soil. See, if he can harden you up, if he can get you hard, then, then you don't receive it. And, and you, you, you cut the harvest off. Remember David, uh, David was a hired musician, you know, for the king who would bring him in and play. And then David went out and and what did he do? He he went out and he killed a a giant and David's fame shoots through the roof. And now this king, his, his jealousy shoots through the roof and David's just just doing life you know just being who God's calling him to be and then this authority this God ordained anointed authority comes against him and drives him out tries to kill him and David runs for his life you know the story he ends up with a bunch of guys and me even one time they're they're in a cave and and that king's there sleeping and he could have killed him and his men the men that were with him wanted him to kill him but but he said I I won't touch God's anointed and uh you know it's just an amazing, amazing man. But one day they've kind of found a place of kind of a safe haven. You know, it's in First Samuel chapter twenty-five. I encourage you to go read it later. They 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 roll into this place uh, where there's a guy by the name of Nabal and Nabal has a wife named Abigail and uh, and these guys are prominent uh, ranchers and they've got they've got lots of sheep and goats and and it's the time of year that they're going to be shearing the sheep and David knows that when when you're busy that's that's when the enemy will come against you so he takes his men and they and they build like walls you know human walls around these guys and they they guard them and they protect them. And they had done it before, but uh, here they are again, and they're just serving. They're just serving this guy. And the guy, you know, it's kind of the end of the season, and and he's been shearing sheep, and things are looking good, and 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 he's got you know, uh, uh, prosperity's flowing, and he's having a he's having a big party with with his gang. And David sends for his guys. Up to the ranch house, he says, hey, go up there and talk to Nabal and, and get us some food. They've got wine, they've got water, uh, they, they've got uh, supplies. Go up and ask, it, it since we've protected them and, and the enemy hasn't been able to penetrate and get to them, uh, see it, just tell them we'd like them to share some of what they got going on with us. So the guys go up and, and, and they, they go into Nabal and they're talking to him and, they, and, and they're, they're like, hey, uh, you know, we, we'd like to have some of that. Would you mind? And, and, and Nabal, you know, he's, he's been hitting it a little bit and, and he's, pretty, he's pretty brave at this point. And, and, he, and he says to those guys, he says, who's David? David means nothing to me. Lots of guys pack up and leave their boss looking for greener pastures, he's nothing but an outlaw. You go back and tell him, no. He, you're, not, you're, not, you're not having my stuff, I'm not sharing. Sure. You know, those guys go back, and understand who these guys are. Remember the dudes that traveled with David? They're, they're not a bunch of sissies. You know, they've done some amazing stuff. I can just see the veins popping out on their neck as they're listening to this little backwater hillbilly tell them that they're nothing and they're wanting to just wipe him out right here and, and you know let's kill him until david he died but they but they respect and honor their leader and so they just withdraw and they they go back and they and they, and they tell david they they tell him what he said shouting insults uh, uh i think the message bible says he, he, he shouted insults at us and and uh said that we shouldn't have anything. Now, it's one thing to have an anointed man of God, an anointed authority in your life. That even when they treat you wrong, that's one thing. But when it's some backwater goat farmer that you've just saved his bacon and now he won't give you a piece and he's ragging on you. You know what David said? David, David said, get your swords. And he strapped on his and he says, we're going to go kick some hiney today. We're going to hand his hiney to him on a platter. That sucker's dead. I've had kings come against me, but I'm not going to have this backwater goat farmer mess with my world. We're killing him. We're taking him out. We're taking his men out. We're going to eradicate his family off the face of the earth. I've had it. It's, like I said, it's one, it's one thing when a, when a God-anointed leader speaks against you, but it's another thing when somebody rolls up behind you on a snowy day and honks at you. <laughs> so David and his men, and his men are like, finally, finally, finally we get to kill something. And the guys that worked for Nabal were there and they heard what Nabal said, And they all jumped up from the party table and went running to the house to find the brains of the operation. Abigail. Because Nabal, when you study it and you read it, Nabal's an idiot. And Abigail, the Bible says, not only is she beautiful, but she's filled with wisdom. These guys go running to Abigail saying, hey, uh we got to talk. And I'm sure that Abigail saw him coming. And the way that they were coming, she's probably going, oh, good Lord. What has he done now? And they run in and they say, they, they just tell her the story. A- Abigail, David sent some men. And she's, you know, David's son of Jesse. Yeah. Yeah, you know the giant killers? He had the dude with him that went into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He had the, the, the one guy, the one guy who, t- who took a spear and, and, and defeated an entire troop to protect a, 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 a patch of beans. He was in the room when Nabal insulted him and told him they were nothing. And I could tell on the look of their faces that they're going to go tell David that they're coming back. I mean, Abigail... Break out the butter because we're toast. And Abigail says, here's what let's do. Get the donkeys. Load up the donkeys. Get water. Get wine. Get fruit. Let's make some cakes. By the way, cake can solve almost any problem. And, and let's, let's, let's cut them off before they get there. And they loaded up all this stuff, and, and they jetted as quickly as they could, and, and they got to where, uh, a point where they could cut David off. And she went, and she threw herself down on the ground in front of David. And she said, listen, I know the prophetic promise that's on your life. I know you're going to rule and you're going to reign. But I, need, but I need you to hear this wisdom. Now, I'm pretty sure that David, you know, stopped there with Abigail and all this food. Abigail, again, read it. Abigail was a beautiful woman, and and David ain't got no problem with pretty women, right? And he's looking, he's looking, he's looking at Abigail, and then he's looking at the food. He's looking at Abigail, and, and she's got cake. pretty woman awesome cake you know what she's doing she's softening him up so that maybe he'll receive the wisdom you you know who you know who Abigail is Abigail is a type of the church she's beautiful psalms 48 Referring to the church, and it speaks about you know beautiful for situation. It's it's the joy. Uh, it, it's this joy. You know what? God's church is beautiful. God's people are beautiful. And you you take that you take that spirit and, and you add the Holy Spirit to it, and, and that's where that's where we come to 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 find wisdom. Where see, Abigail went to David and said, y- you know, uh, he's an idiot and he's wrong, but you're you're thinking wrong. And she went to soften him up to change the way he was thinking. And a lot of times, I, I think that's what church does for us. You know, we come in and, and sing about the goodness of God and hear about the goodness of God. And, and the Holy Spirit anoints it and it softens us. Because, you know, think, how many times have you been headed, you know, to, you know it's the weekend. I can't wait for Monday because on Monday I'm going to go back. I'm going to find him and I'm going to look right in the eye. And then you leave church and go, well, okay. Because God does something soften you up and change the way you're thinking. That's what Abigail was doing. She said, listen, the prophetic promises on your life. He's, he's not worth it. He's my husband. But he's not worth you missing what God promised. Because if you do this thing, if you, if you murder these people, it's going to disrupt the plan of God in your life. You know, and today, today I'm just telling you that some of you, you got you got situations, you got problems, and they're real. But if you handle it, you disrupt the prophetic promises on your life. What the enemy wants you to do is lose the word rather than use the word. God wants you to use the word, trust Him. So he can handle it. So he can do what only he can do. Because when you put your hand to it, he has to take his hand off. And you're looking at it like it's some big, major, horrible dang, But it's nothing compared to the prophetic promise that's upon your life. I mean, there's a hope in a future and 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 God's going to bless you and God, God's going to strengthen you and God's going to increase your borders and God's going to give you cities that you know He's going to give you houses you didn't build and vineyards you didn't plant and he, he's got this future for you and you're going to have you're going to have influence and you're going to have impact, but don't let the enemy use this situation to rob your focus of the big picture so that you get messed up. On something that God could handle if you just let him handle it. Amen. Todd, c- c- come here a minute, Todd. I promise it won't hurt. Just stand here and stand here and look at the people and take just take one hand and cover one eye, whichever one I don't care. OK, and this is just a common penny. Penny. Can you see the penny? Can, can you see the Penny. Can you see the penny? Can you see the penny? Can you see me? But you can see the penny. Can you see the people? But you can see the penny. See, and this is what the enemy does with your problem. Is he gets you so hyper focused on it that all you see is a penny. But you can't see everything that's out here in front of you. You can't see the big picture that God's drawing you to. All you got you just got a penny for your thoughts. All you can think about is a penny. Thanks. Isn't it weird? You can be in a room of 100 people, 200 people, and then that guy comes in. And that guy comes in, you're blind. You can't see nothing else but that guy. But that situation comes up, and all of a sudden, all you can see is that situation is a penny. And what God wants to do is soften you up, because he, 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 needs you to, he needs you to step back, and He needs you to breathe a little bit, and He needs to remind you that He will refresh you. He will sustain you. He will provide for you. Yeah, they should have. Yeah, you're right. But that's not the issue. The issue is, is that you got this prophetic promise. you got a hope. you got a future. You've you got a breakthrough. You've you got something huge that God's going to do in your life. And you're trying to handle it. And God says, I don't want you to handle it. I want you to trust me. Sometimes it's not even it's not even bad things, it's it's great things that you jump on and try and God say, Wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa. whoa, whoa. You don't make stuff happen. You let me happen. Remember your rock? You just do what I asked you to do. And let me do what I do. You you just whatever you do, no matter what it is, you just do it giving thanks to the father and and you and you realize that, you know, I I know what you want to do is get up in the middle of your kids stuff. But what I want you to do is let me get up in the middle of their stuff while you just stand here and and just with a loving heart, do what I've asked you to do and know that I'll I'll reach your kids. I I don't want you to fix your spouse. I, I want you to trust me. I don't, I don't want you to 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 make those decisions or do take those actions that, that'll fix these problems. No, what I want you to do is just what I've asked you to do. And just do it for me, and watch what I'll do for you. you know, Abigail, uh, she went home and Nabal had man the party. It was rocking, and the Bible says that, that that he was drunk, and so she didn't tell him that night what she had done. She waited for him to sober up. And then she went to him on a different day and she said, hey, uh, dingbat, come here. That's what she called him. She said, "Uh, this David, son of Jesse guy that kills giants and those men that defend a pea patch with a beam and take out you know, these, these, these guys that are warriors, they, they've, they've taken on huge things. You're a gnat. And they came to you and asked for bread and water, and you turned them away. And you, not only did you insult them, they were coming to kill you. They were coming to kill your men. They would have killed your family. Everything you had would have been in their possession. But I saved your bacon. The Bible says he was so shook up, he fell over. Uh, he, he was in a coma for several days, and then he died. The problem that David wanted to handle, God handled it for him. Matter of fact, David remembered the day that Abigail showed up. With the cakes. He sat there thinking about it. Man, that cake was good. (laughs) Dang, it had had that spicy frosting on it. You know, the the, the cream cheese frosting. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Mmm. He's thinking, that cake, I was going to kill that dude and said I had cake. Man, that cake was good. And that Abigail was hot. (laughs) I think Abigail made the cake, and he asked the guys, Did "Abigail, oh you know, yeah, she made she made those cakes. She's a cake, she's a cake maker. Abigail made the cakes. Mm-hmm. Go get Abigail. Why? Because I like cake. And he took Abigail as his wife. Not only was she pretty, but she had wisdom. The rest of his life was impacted by her beauty and her wisdom. With the enemy intended for evil, God turned it and used it for good. All things working together for his good because he loved God and was called to his purpose. You love God. You're called. You've got an anointing on your life. You, you, and you've got a promise in your spirit. Don't give it up so you can handle something. Come on, I know who I'm talking to today. You, You just got to trust God. You say, you know what? You brought me. To where I am today. And the enemy's ticked. And he's trying to keep from me what I got coming to me. But he can't stop what you promised. So I think I'll take that penny problem. And I'll refuse to allow it to rob my focus. And I will stay focused on your promise. And forget about the problem. And I'll just let you handle my problems. While I celebrate your goodness. I don't want to just sing how great is our God. I want to demonstrate and allow you to operate in my life. Show your greatness. You be God and I'll be your man. Huh? How about today we say, okay, God, you be God. We'll just be your people. We'll just, be your, we'll just trust you. Some things we think ought to happen a certain way, but we're going to let you handle that. I want you to close your book and bow your head. I just want to pray for you. Father, I thank you today that you're doing a work in us.